Hey, Warriors, just really quick before you get into this episode, you probably noticed that my voice is a lot louder. Well, I have a new headset, so it's made my mic better. I'm not really sure how that happened, but you may have to lower my volume a little bit that you probably are used to before, just so that you don't get your ears blown out. So just to prepare you guys, uh, this is what this is the warning before the episode. Thanks. See you next time. Welcome, Warriors, to another episode of Warrior Within. I hope you guys have been having a great week. I have myself. Uh, Christmas is just around the bend. Um, talking about seeing how 2021 is coming to an end. We're about to start our new year. And even though Christmas is around the bend, you know, I'm going to try to do the, uh, my podcast next Friday, if possible, since I, you know, Christmas is a big deal, for my family at least. And... Even though I've been loving doing it on Saturdays because it's been probably the best out of all the days I've picked. It just has a nice feel, you know, a good morning, be able to really think about some of my thoughts and just put it together. Anyway, so, you know, I want you guys to know, um, you know, my friend still does need, need help, Dugan. He's on the Facebook page. You can find him down there if you want to just send him a message or if you feel called to send him some money. He does live in Turkey and... Turkey is run by a Muslim country, and therefore Christians are treated pretty bad. Uh, he is struggling. He's trying to find work. It's really hard because they do close those doors. But if you could, if you feel called, do it. Um, otherwise, like I said, you know, my friend um, also with uh, the custom weapons, uh, it's on there on the page as well. You know, if you're interested in uh, custom knives or swords, something like that, he's willing to, to learn and try. You know, he's... He's been doing it for quite a few years now, but you know, it's not his full-time job, but right now it is an opportunity for him and he loves doing this. So if you guys are interested, reach out to him. It, you won't be able to get it until probably the beginning of the new year, but hey, if it's something you've been thinking about, I mean, even I'm considering uh, designing my own samurai sword and everything, how I want it to look and then see what he can do with it. So anyway, let's get down to business uh, this week. Um, lately, my wife and I have been watching this anime called The Rise of the uh, Shield Hero, and it has been a really fascinating character buildup. Um, like, I'm really picky about my anime, because some of you guys, if you've ever watched, you know that some of them have inappropriate stuff, so my wife and I do our best to look for the parental guides that give us information so that we can decide whether if it's, if it's not what we should be watching or, should wa or can watch. So that's something to look for, you know, as parents for your, or even for yourselves. I think I might have talked about this last time. But anyway, um, one of the things is I've been working on a book here and there when I can, when I have the, the brain power to write, because sometimes it could just be stressful to write for me. But I love to write. I like using my imagination. But I've been writing a book on the armor of God. And it's not meant to be anything deadly depth you know like not, it's not supposed to be full out theological in the sense that something you would teach in class but it is something to also help today's christians pay attention to what's really going on around them and the fact is that when we don't follow what god has planned for the armor it gets replaced and this week I had really started working on 
basically the shield part. Now, we know that the shield in scripture is all about faith. And I've done like even a small sermon on faith before uh, with the shield. And I even used like Captain America's shield, the real one versus a fake one. And I had a fake one. So you now I was showing them that, the, and this is actually more towards teens, even though it's to me, to me, you should be teaching teenagers the same type of umph as you would teach adult adults so that there's this understanding. Like it shouldn't be like a teen version of ser of a sermon could not relate to an adult uh, like yeah so anyway you know I, I i designed it so the idea is like a fake shield or a shield that your faith has been basically damaged and lost and, or you don't truly have it it basically bullets or whatever go through and it just is like it's not even there it's plastic so with the shield hero um storyline basically the concept behind it because i don't know if some of you might actually go look it up you can watch it free right now on Crunchyroll. Um, has a billion commercials, unfortunately, but it's to me worth the the watch. But anyway, the story plot behind it is that four four people you who are from four different versions of Earth basically get summoned to this world where they are been given one of four hero positions, and the four are spear, sword bow and shield and unfortunately during this time frame the only ones that were worshipped or I guess you could say declared true heroes in the country was the sword the spear and the bow and the shield guy was treated as if worthless and so this is a little bit of a spoiler, but not too much. It's the main concept and the purpose of why I'm talking today and what um, is defined in the story of, I guess you could say, the whole plot change and understanding of what's going on. So basically, they accuse the shield hero of evils, and then he's been his name is getting trashed like mud everywhere, and he basically loses every form of of help and support from the country, except for a few people who get to know him and connect with him and then understand him and realize he's not what the, the lies are. So the whole plot and the whole point of this whole concept of conversation is we have the shield of faith, but I, I think there is the shield of the world that we also use more often than we realize, and it's usually pride, you know, the shield of pride. But there's always something about pride that is fueled by something from our past to create such a wall. Now, a lot of times we, we think only pride as the purpose of someone who, um, who's haughty. We, we keep putting pride and haughtiness in the same same boat because even in scripture it doesn't put it together but it says a haughty heart and then it says a prideful heart you know there's two, there's two versions but there is a version of pride if you look through scripture enough pride can also be allowing stuff in your past to basically build up this giant wall that you've created for yourself to allow no one in to have mistrust to have a, the ability to not love others right and to be disrespectful 
to actually even hide. Um, men have used, and we've talked about this, use pride to uh, when they're like if they lose their job, they don't want to ask for help. They don't want to seek out you know other men's prayers or encouragements. Um, men who walk around telling other men you just need to suck it up in many ways could be a prideful like purpose behind it like you're tr trying to say that you know you're weak if you feel sad or hurt or broken because of this you need to step up you need to just get out there and find the job or you know you, you know you just got hurt no big deal we're men like that's the thing is that to me that is a lie it has been placed in manhood as a design to make men be not what god has intended us to be now, I'm not saying we're supposed to be emotional, but we're not supposed to be like ice either. Like, like that's why, you know, I've used the statement lion and lamb. We're supposed to be fierce when we're supposed to be fierce. And we're supposed to be like lambs when we're supposed to be lambs. In other words, we should learn how to be gentle. We should learn how to be loving. We should learn how to be caring. We should learn to be able to cry. But at the same time, we need to learn to lead. We need to learn to speak up. We need to learn to stand on our two feet firm, solid. And a lot of times, the world and even, even our own Christian sect of manhood has been teaching men not necessarily what the Bible tells us to be. Because what they do is they cloud it with this other form of ideology of what manhood is supposed to be all about. Tough, don't cry, uh, just go find a job type of deal. And then they forget about prayer. They forget about guarding each other's hearts. They forget about keeping each other accountable. They forget about um, just being there for another dude who's struggling. They forget to cry. They forget to let their kids know they can cry. They forget how to give a hug to their daughter. They forget to tell her how much she's, she means to them. They forget to have fun times with their son without being serious all the time. See, like, there's so many things that we could just start listing off. And it's part of that issue, like I've talked about, I forgot, I think it was probably seven, eight months ago, where I talked about there is that hurt from our fathers that we have gained and even men who are in our lives who have taught us certain ways that turn out to be not necessarily helpful as we got older. And then we see it in how we treat our kids or wife, even other people, the people we work with. If we're a pastor or a boss, how we treat those in our staff. Like there's, there's different pieces that we have to understand that cause these issues so the important part is though are we supposed to guard our hearts and the truth is yes we're supposed to be protective of who we are and one of the things is for one of the verses for warrior within you know the, this christian podcast for men is the verses that talk about to be on guard See, the thing is, I think there's a difference between putting up our shield in faith and guarding our hearts and our minds and guarding those around us versus being prideful and holding a stance that 
isn't necessarily protecting others, it's more protecting ourselves only. And a lot of times what happens is it hurts people around us. See, one of the things that I was writing in my book was about the heart of the, the, the shield of pride fuels anger, which is derived from the hurt and pain of our past. You see, in the story of the shield hero, his anger and hate towards those that have wronged him and who have attacked his character, who have destroyed his name, start festering inside of him. And that hurt and pain turn into anger and the anger created a rage, which is also a, pro- a wall of pride. Now we could talk about pride itself, but a lot of times if you go looking at people and you look at the, pri- the proudness that they stand by, the shield that they put up is usually derived from the hurt and pain of the past. It's not from being haughty or thinking that they're better than someone else, but a lot of times it's because of the pain and hurt that they've gone through dictates their response. They over, they try to overdo the, I will not be treated like crap again to the point where anybody who hurts them becomes now their enemy and they forget how to forgive. They forget how to, uh, accept repentance and and see redemption in people. So instead of seeing what Jesus has placed on us, which, you know, sinners who should go to hell and he gave us grace and he showed us what righteousness should look like. He gave, you know, he provided redemption. So when we come and stand before him say, Hey Lord, I'm sorry for what I've done. Please forgive me. He's not going to say, well, no, you've hurt me too much, too many times, so now I'm not going to forgive you. He stands there and says, I forgive you. And he even takes the next step. He forgets. As far as the east is from the west, the scriptures say. We don't do that. And I I don't think it's wrong to to not forget what someone has done. But there's a difference between not forgetting what someone has done and forgiving them for what they've done. Because when you forgive someone, you're not going to hold that against them. It does not mean you've forgotten what they have done. So you're you're still going to guard yourself, and that's okay to do. But you're not going to nail them every time they make a move for what they've done. It does not excuse what they have done, and there is consequences for their actions. Because now the trust is not there. Now they, they, they're, they're stuff that they have done and they have shown and their appearance has said otherwise and therefore has created a, a, a separation from us trusting them ever again for certain things. But it doesn't mean that you condemn them and that you want the worst punishment towards them because of the hurt they've done. See, there's a difference between holding on to that pride of anger, that pride of hurt and pain, and letting go of it. Shield Hero 
his name is Nephemi. He ends up getting a because nobody will party with him. He ends up getting a slave, and that slave he ends up caring for her, and she grows up fast because she was like kind of a child. But in this world, it's different. So she grew up fast. So now she's like basically his age, and um. She becomes his sword because the shield here in, in this this world, it's really interesting. It's like a video game in some sense. He can't use anything but a shield. So he has no way of attacking. He can only be defensive. And so she becomes his sword. And he learns by caring for her. And then he meets other people that become part of you know his world. And he starts caring for them. It starts softening that hurt and pain that he's had because he is, and you could see it, he doesn't trust anybody because he thinks everybody's only out to get him, out to hurt him, out to, to betray him, out to you know steal from him. That's all he was seeing for a good part of, of the beginning of his story. And then when someone like this this slave who becomes uh, basically someone important to him softens his heart and he learns to care he learns to trust he learns to allow himself to open up a little bit at a time and he starts doing that with other people here and there <clears throat> see the thing is his pride because of his anger was still blocking him from being able to truly be who he was supposed to be as the shield hero because that mistrust is towards people who did wrong him and they deserve to have all the consequences in the world they deserve to be punished for what they did he slowly allows himself to not allow that anger to consume him and i don't want to ruin the rest of the story for you but the idea is that you get to see this image, which is basically the um, the perfect picture for understanding what it means to have that shield of pride get in the way. As long as that shield is up, the Lord cannot work in us, in our individual hearts, and build us into the man we're supposed to be. I want you to think about that as we take a quick break. Hey, Warriors, welcome back to our episode. Um, been talking about the shield here. We've been talking about the shield of faith and the shield of pride. And basically, one of the things I wanted to, to you know, share as we continue this, you know, our hurts are going to be there. Our hurts are never going to just disappear. They're, they're, it's, it's a part of a scar. The difference is that God can fill that scar. Or that crack in us with gold. And we've talked about this. He can, he can cleanse that hurt and pain. Because the thing is, when we allow this anger to fester, okay, it corrupts our hearts. It starts corrupting our minds. It starts making us see a different perspective that isn't a biblical, but it is of the world. And it's what I call the world's, world's armor. And we start different pieces that, you know, was was what God had designed to be his armor start being switched out with a world's perspective of armor. 
instead of seeing God in us, we start seeing our hurt and our pain be the, the filler of our heart and the rage that just, just comes from that. We may not show it outright. We may wear a mask, may appear like we have no issues. It may look like there's nothing wrong, but man, when certain situations come up, that rage comes out. Then we start attacking the one person who actually is caring for us or attacking the people who are caring for us to a point where it hurts them. Not just us, not just the person that we're upset with, but it hurts everybody in that area. Which is what's fascinating because there is one skill that the the um, chill hero does get. And it is basically run by his anger and what it does is it, it creates this almost like an evil armor on him and a shield and it's fueled by his rage that is represented by fire around him and guess what it hurts everybody and in his mind he's even thinking you know i, I will kill i will kill those who have hurt me but i will destroy everything that's in my way the next thing you see is that the three people that are part of his group are holding on to him and they're all girls but they all hold on on to him and and you can see that like he woke up out of his rage enough to notice the destruction that he was doing and they were all burnt for it they they have magic healing capability so like they're not dead but that you can see that they were hurt by the flames and it made him realize in that moment that my anger is hurting everybody even though i could say i'm justified in my heart for what they have done to me or what has happened to me and that i need to be angry because it gives me that power because he got power from that that skill but he also hurt people around him you know, in Romans 12, 2, it tells us to not conform to this world, but be a transfer by the renewing of our mind, that ye may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You see, the, the key thing in why our faith can be strong is we need to make sure to protect our hearts and our minds from what the world has to offer. And the thing is, you know, that rage and, and hurt and pain comes from the heart and it transforms that shield because you, it gives you a sense of control and power over the situation that you have. See, the thing is, that's why David talks about, because remember, he had plenty of reasons to be angry at those that hurt him the enemies that he had but he reminds himself in psalm 51 10 created me a clean heart O god and renew a right spirit within me see the thing is you need to get to that moment of clarity to be able to see that what you're doing is not healthy it's not helping it's not encouraging it's not building up it's not biblical it's not teaching you to be a man of god teaching you to be a man of the world We got to protect our hearts and our minds from the corruption that the enemy wants us to see because it they know if they can get me and you 
to feel that rage and anger, it will control and consume you and everything you the way you think, the way you see things, the way you believe, the way you you want to see happen. You want to see revenge. You want to see people who have wronged you to be punished. But you then you forget about the grace, the redemption. Like the, the the interesting part is when someone has wronged you, can you actually say, I hope they can see redemption? I hope they will change. Or is it automatically, no, I hope they get their just desserts. I hope they get punished for what they do. Because God will punish them. They will have their consequences and it will be known by them at least. And it'll be enough. And it's going to not be good at the end for them for things. And it could be in, in near time future. It could be in the 10 years down the road. You know, something's gonna, it's gonna come back to haunt them for the choices that they made and how they treated you, how they treated others, how they hurt others. And other people, you know, it's instant, instant consequences. Some people go to jail. Some people are punished for it severely. Some people um, are put in prison for the rest of their lives. Others, you know, in the past, they were executed. There were, there was consequences. They lose everything, lose all their money, lose all their connections, lose their families. Like things can happen for the consequences of choices they've made. And there is some type of consequence that comes down the road. That's why scripture talks about making sure you have wisdom because it gives you knowledge. If you get bad forms of wisdom, you know, scripture calls it foolishness. That's what you're going to reap. You're not going to reap righteousness and good and, and good understanding of truth. You're going to reap the world and the, what the world has to offer to you. I like in Luke 6.45, or 6.45, I make that clear, it sounds like 645, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth what is evil, for of the abundance of the heart is heart his mouth speaketh. So, people can tell when there's rage and anger inside of you, people can tell, especially their sensitive and discernment to, to people, can tell when you're being hurt. And how you respond to someone can say a lot too. That's why it's very important for us to stop and reflect take a step back you know because our initial response is usually out of emotion it's out of frustration it's out of anger it's out of justif it can be justified too you know scripture has plenty of different rules and regulations on how to deal with the church it also has regulations and rules and how to deal with family it has it for how you deal with other people as how do you deal with sin and and frustrations and like all of that is in there? But the problem is, why is it that people always want to put up that shield of pride? Why do they want to stand behind this shield and believe that? 
by having this anger and frustration is going to give them the power to do what is right and be godly and walk in truth and be the good example and lead and lead righteously when it, all it is is that it's it's just feeding into this hurt and this pain that you've never truly dealt with because I've gone through it. What happened to me in 2019? I was very angry for for a few months at least, very angry, and then the anger subsided as the more I understood that God was showing me something else, I started listening to the Lord and not listening to my hurt and my pain. A lot of times we, we don't want to hear the Lord. We say we do. We really don't want to. We want to hang on to that hurt because it gives us something to stand on, stand by, and and hold on to to have some type of control and so therefore a lot of times you see a lot of people they over they overdo the other side and try to be like they they have a control situation so someone wrongs them instead of working to try to kill things up they remove them in other cases uh people you know i've seen this at a job when they don't like they everything possible to get them kicked out and i've seen it in uh groups you know get people out you just find you just find an excuse to kick them out instead of working with them and and hoping that they seek out redemption first and if they still don't if there's not if there's no change which this is all very biblical if there's no change if there is no fruit we've talked about this a bunch of times if there is no fruit identifying where they stand in truth with the Lord and all we're seeing is things that are evil, then boom, just like in Luke 6 45, you know, that's what's going to come out of their mouth. It's going to come out in their actions, it's going to come out in the way they believe, it's going to come out in the way they treat others. Then you know there has not been change. So, therefore, at some point, just like scripture gives us the capability to do, you may have to kick people out, you may have to remove friends from your life. I mean, there's people I've met who have realized they had bad relationships with friends or so-called friends, and they've had to remove them so that they can have the, the, the right walk with the Lord and be around. That's why Scripture even talks about make sure you put yourself with people who <laughs> are going to help you to walk upright. It's, it's what we call, the word is called accountability. You know, accountability doesn't have to necessarily keep you from just like a certain sin, it could be just walking in truth, like doing what you're supposed to do. You're going to hang out with a bunch of guys who all they like to do is talk about girls and drink and expect to keep yourself holy and righteous and, and not foretake in what they're talking about and laughing at their jokes or making your own comments. See, now you're, you're starting to kind of pull away from what you're supposed to be as a man. Well, I've known him for 20 years. That's okay. Sometimes you stepping up for what is right, you're going to lose people that you've known for a long time. And that is okay. Because God will bring people into your life that will honor God, who will encourage you, who will build you up, who will pray with you, who will remind you you of the Lord. It does not mean you have to let go of all of your, basically all of your non-Christian friends, 
but if even a Christian brother or non-Christian friend who is, is, is living a life of the world and you're hanging out with them, well, they're Christian, you know, they go to church with me. It doesn't mean that they're teaching you to walk upright. I've met many of a person who call themselves Christian, but I would not want them to be training me or discipling me or encouraging me as men because I've seen how they treated their kids. I've seen how they treated their wife. I've seen how they treated other people and they play the game when they go to church. That doesn't mean anything to me. It's the fruit. It's how they treat people when they're not at church. It's how they act when they're not at church. It's how they act when they're not in front of their pastor. Because that, that's another thing, too. I've seen way too many guys who act like a righteous man in front of the pastor. But in reality, I've seen him when the pastor's not around. And it's not someone I would be like, oh, yeah, this is a great godly man. Nope. So watch yourself. Are you just acting the part? Or are you really being a Christian? Are you holding up a shield of pride because you've never let go of all the hurt and pain because you want to keep it? Do you want to keep that anger alive and well and that rage inside you to be there and you're just hoping it doesn't hurt anybody that doesn't deserve it? Because I could tell you this, I've seen it hurt people that don't deserve it, not the person that in their minds deserved it seen people walk away from friendships over it. it it doesn't fuel you with a good feeling rage is a very dangerous tool that's why it even encourages you to not hold on to your anger and to basically let go before you go to sleep because it festers and then if you want to talk even more science it, it starts affecting your life it starts affecting the way you breathe is starts affecting the way you you live your life you know walking in like physical because you just have this intensity on your body it starts tightening parts of your you know your body that you just you just want to hold on to it like we don't get to see that in the movies we don't get to see the the festering of of anger and rage doing upon the body we we maybe make it in the appearance of a character like villains look like villains. And a lot of times villains are angry, right? There's always something in the past that has caused their anger to be real. I mean, if you remember in Incredibles, the first movie, the villain was a kid who thought Mr. Incredible was amazing. And he tried to become a sidekick and he just kind of laughed him off. And then he became a super villain. Why? Because he held on to that anger and rage of how that guy treated him and not only did it not just did he not just hurt Mr. Incredible but he hurt millions of people in the city he destroyed people's stuff he became this crazy villain and he did evil things that's another example but the shield here is probably my favorite because there is a redemptive end it all there is a chance for you to see that shield of pride removed and replaced with a, uh, almost like a shield of faith but in his case a shield of trust again and hope and you get to see 
basically in my mind the image that i was i'm trying to get you guys to see about this when you are walking in faith it's because you're also walking in faith because your heart and your mind is clear to the truth Don't allow your hate, your anger, your frustration, your sadness, your hurt build up inside of you, fester in your heart and your mind to the point where it becomes rage. And that rage starts hurting everybody around you. I, I was at one point an angry young man at one point about life and then I've had bad things happen to me and, and then this, this last situation... You know, I felt that rage come back again, and I was angry. But I can tell you this, I, when I started putting my mind back onto the Lord again, it started changing that anger into forgiveness, and it turned it into allowing God to show me things I needed to see to have a better understanding. So I am begging you, I'm telling you, I'm praying for you guys, let go of any hurt that has turned into this anger, into this rage, let it go, give it to the Lord, repent of any to anybody that you've hurt because of it that didn't deserve it especially, but even to your enemy, you don't have to go up and tell them that you did stuff, but if you have the courage to do so, do it. Even if they don't accept it, even if they are mad at you and treat you like crap, you are walking in the right path. In the way that you're supposed to as a man, as a Christian, and as a warrior of God. You cannot expect to lead your family, lead at your church, lead at your job with rage. Because all it's going to do is hurt everybody you touch. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. I ask that you move in men today, that you change their hearts, change their minds, that you allow them to remove this hurt and pain from their lives, that they'll be able to find redemption in you, find grace again, to find peace, to find trust, to be able to understand that you can use this to teach them to be better men of God. Change them today. Transform them today. Prepare them for next year. As Christmas is coming around the bend, I pray that this this they can let go for Christmas, that this holiday will be the best holiday they've ever had because they've let go of something that they have held on for way too long. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, guys, this is a great opportunity to invite other men, other maybe other couples that you know, maybe to have dinner sometime next week to encourage them, build them up especially just before the new year starts. Cause I mean, people are more open, more sensitive. This is a great opportunity. So look for them. You guys have a blessed week and I will see you next time.